Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. Wow. It's a, it's a Thursday episode of Baseball is Dead. Uh... <clears throat> no Dallas because it is uh it's 8:30 in the morning here on the East Coast and uh we had to go early today because I for a, about a year and a half have put off taking care of the fluid that I have behind my eardrum which has been about one of the most annoying things medically that you can experience without having it be like painful or life threatening it's just it's the worst like it I, it is basically like when you go on an airplane and your ear pops, but it just never unpopped for about a year and a half. Like, that's what I've been experiencing. Um, so you're paying someone to suck it out. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they, I have to go. Like, I went to I went to CVS because <clears throat> I heard that they can um, they can drain your ear. And then she was like, yeah, the fluid is behind your eardrum. So there's nothing we can do. You have to go to like an ear specialist. So that's <laughs> what I'm doing today. Uh, it's it, I feel like it's it's got to feel life changing to to get it drained. If if they can do it, like, I, I'm also just preparing for a scenario where I walk in there and they're like, no, that's in there forever. <laughs> I the biggest takeaway for me, I, sorry, I didn't know you were dealing with this affliction. Um, I, to me, it makes what you've done this year even more impressive. Thank um, you. Hope the listeners appreciate that. They don't. But they I, don't. There was literally a, a Reddit thread this morning about how I was negative Nancy on the podcast last night. And I was like, motherfucker, I, it is almost midnight. <clears throat> I'm on my sixth goddamn show of the day. <laughs> I haven't eaten all day. Uh, the Red Sox just got swept by the Astros. 
and effectively ended their season. And I'm over mm. here not in a good mood. And I can't hear out of my left ear. <laughs> and and people are like, got to stop being such a negative Nancy. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I- have some perspective. You talk about baseball for a living. Yes, I do. And I also don't really see my family a lot. Uh, there's a lot of meals that I have to miss. Uh, there's no time to see my friends. I don't see the sunlight very often. And the baseball team that I love causes me nothing but pain. But I got to keep that perspective and I got to be happy. So that's that's what we're going to do today. My main takeaway from what you just said is that CVS provides a service where they'll suck your ear out. I had, <laughs> yeah. I had absolutely no idea. And I'm not totally sure I'm comfortable with CVS executing that on yeah. my ear. Um, me neither. It's if kind of sus. I think, I yeah, I think you need an MD that. to suck my ear. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, that's um <clears throat> that's gonna be my day today. So it's gonna be about an hour podcast because I gotta I gotta go to this appointment. Had a whole big thing with the insurance company. They apparently were like, you have insurance, but you don't have insurance, but like you you do, but it starts mm-hmm. next month, but like you're not covered on the previous one, but you are because you paid for it. So, I mean, there's just, that's the other thing too with podcasters. We're people too. Like we have things that are going on in our lives outside of just talking about baseball. They could be annoying. And uh, that's, that's kind of where we're at. So we're just trying to, trying to figure out some real life things beyond the baseball podcast. But we did ask for Twitter questions. We got them. Uh, We did ask for angels voicemails and we got them. Um, How many voicemails did we get, Jake? Uh, we got thousands, but we don't have time for all of them. So I narrowed okay. it down to 10. We got we narrowed it down to 10 from the 16,000 that we did get um, in the last 24 hours, uh, which is good. <clears throat> and uh, the Twitter questions, I feel like we'll we'll be able to t- uh, tackle as many as we possibly can. But first. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with can't-miss offers uh, to start the football season this week. New customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast, and the only thing that's a lock is the great offers from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on the college football uh, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Jared. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and resort 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms uh by the way my parlay fucking hit last night um <clears throat> what was it plus 525 or something it was it was juicy Let's see. What, what what were the odds? It was plus five twenty five. Smashed it. Wow, it's a big win for the people. Um, it is huge. Jay, hey, is there anything? I feel like there's nothing really in the world of baseball that happened since our last podcast that really needs to be addressed, right? No. 
Not in my mind. I think we <laughs> did a damn comprehensive job yesterday. And yeah, I don't think there's anything headline grabbing. No. I mean, I guess I, I, this is more of a final final note to me. But before we get into all the I mean, the fact that Jason Dominguez is coming up is, yeah. I think, pretty interesting. Um, feels fast um, given where he started the year. But um, I know in his brief triple A taste that um, it was borderline non-competitive in his favor. So uh, I know the Yankees are doing the youth movement. So I'm interested, you know. I'm not sure his production will ever meet like the crazy hype upon signing, but he's in the big leagues. He got there pretty fast, and I'm excited to see what he does. <clears throat> Do you think it reeks of desperation or no? Um, no, I think it's, I think it's a little bit refreshing that they're just kind of throwing the yeah. whole rebuild kind of like or every prospect that's like within within arm's reach of the major leagues and just seeing like hey we're going to call him up and see how it goes like i mean he got he played nine games at triple a and hit 419 um with a ops approaching 1100 so um you know his overall his double a line was not quite as impressive i think if you think this guy is the solution to your problems maybe that reeks of desperation but he's supposed to be a big part of their future moving forward. And, you know, the, the, my understanding of the collective bargaining agreement is that these sorts of promotions um, are borderline incentivized um, or not de-incentivized uh, like they were previously. So I think that's why we're seeing both this team do it and uh, organizations overall uh, dip into this a little bit more. <clears throat> Joe, did the Yankees cave to the woke mob? <laughs> yeah fucking liberals like jay hey like <laughs> the cba and service time manipulation finally yeah you, they caved in uh the yeah. last true um i don't know what i wouldn't say it's desperation i think it's kind of sick and the mets just called up their guy rock marciano up yes too and that's huge um i guess it's not huge but it would be a fun thing to watch for. Could these guys win Rookie of the Year last year? That's what this decides. Who's going to be the Rookie of the Year favorite next year? You know, there's a lot on the line. It's the last month of the season. Um, yeah. That is... Uh, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to commend the Yankees for it. It's... Uh, I don't want to say it's long overdue, but it's, it's refreshing, I think, is the word. For a team that has been very stuck in their ways and very stubborn about their philosophies and the way that they go about things. And clearly, they have not um, they have not given in to anger, like fan anger and media outrage. They, they're just not an organization that that moves the needle for them. But um, this is a nice little change of pace. They're calling up the kids and they're winning. They just want a series. They haven't won a series in like three years. That's so I'm very excited for them. Very excited for Yankee fans. Uh, I, all right. Can, can I call what? one out? Can I just one other item really yes. fast? Yep. Because, you know, I was talking about not taking Strasburg for granted or whatever. Like Bryce Harper hit his 300th home run. He did. So that's not, you know, the milestone that gets you into the Hall of Fame. But, you know, I, I think there was some sort of question 
about his trajectory at some points and whether he was going to end up being a Hall of Fame player. Um, and I don't know whether those questions still exist or not, but I think we're we're damn close to answering them, I think. And, you know, he may not end up with, you know, 600 home runs or something like that, but he's going to end up with a lot of homers and a lot of stolen bases. And I think it's incredibly impressive how well he's bounced back from coming uh, back from that surgery early um, and kind of having that power outage for an extended period this year. He's, his slash line is basically the exact same overall quality as he contributed last year, which um, I don't know. It's just he continues to be incredibly impressive and shouldn't be taken for granted. Yeah. Okay, he basically just started hitting home runs like two weeks ago. Yeah. And he's right. hit eight since August 16th. Before that, he, I think he had what? You know, he had maybe, he had seven before that. So I mean, he's we're had talking more home runs in the past week and a half than he had all year, which is interesting to me. And it's interesting. I don't know what Tommy John does to your elbow at all. I don't know what that feels like to hit with Tommy John, but you kind of see it with Shohei too, who hasn't hit a home run since, I guess he didn't get Tommy John. So I'm sure that's a little different. But I'm but, watching. But Shohei hasn't hit a home run since he tore his ACL, UCL either. He had, I, I didn't just, he have that like a buck eighteen double off the wall though. Like the next day, he's killing it. He's batting amazing. Just no home runs. I don't know if it's related or what. I I just can't like Bryce Harper is what whatever percentage he's played this season at, and I it's stupid to put a number on it, but seventy whatever seventy five eighty ninety whatever it is. The fact that he's just walked into a 300, 400, 500 slash line is just, it's crazy. It speaks to how fucking awesome he is. So congratulations on 300. Shout out to Bryce Harper. Um, <clears throat> okay, Jake, without further ado, uh, the first X question. Give me a sec. I was all geared up to go into the voicemails. Oh, you want to do a voicemail first? Let's do a voicemail. All right, let's do voicemails. Yeah, we have uh, we have angels voicemails today and we have Twitter questions. What a what a what a double barrel pod going today on a Thursday. The first angels voice. Yeah, so I've been an angels fan pretty much my entire life. Um, by the way, boys, love the pod. Shout yeah. out. Um, I just ate a big ass burrito, so if I burp, I'm sorry. But uh, I feel like I'm one of the more level headed angel fans there is out there. And it's pretty obvious from anyone. I think that pays any kind of attention. Uh, it already is the problem. It's fucking Moreno. Uh, this guy is pretty much puppeteering Perry. I actually think Perry's a pretty good GM, and I might be ill-informed saying this. You guys might know more than I do, but especially DB. DB's on the scenes every day. But I just feel like with Moreno being there as the owner, it, 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 just, it, it caps our potential so much because the dude's just fucking clueless. He's an absolute clown. Has no idea what he's doing. Should have traded Shohei last summer. That's like one thing I was telling all my buddies is that when the Angels were terrible last year and fucking Luis Franquifa was hitting third, I was like, just trade Shohei now. Let's let just rip the band-aid off because teams were going to be surprised that he's already on the market. They might overpay even for Shohei standards. And then all of a sudden you guys are back in a position to compete next year with Trout and everybody else ready to go. Because everyone knew deep down going back to last year, so he's not so he's not resigning. So anyways, um it's brutal being an Angels fan, but uh it it, it was even it was even more brutal seeing the uh the logo on the on the Instagram saying that yeah, season's dead, voicemails are open for Angel fans. 
It's fucking brutal. All right. Anyways, fucking boys, brutal. Sorry for the long voicemail. Um, shout out. Love the pod. And Rocket, stay hot. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, all right. First word question. Do we think the Reds are on the path of the Orioles, Astros, and Braves? Young, controllable talent all over that is presumably hit. Are they in for a five to ten year run of being contenders? No, <laughs> you have a thought. <laughs> no, they're never going to do what the uh, what the Braves and the Astros did, and I don't know about the Dodgers. Really, well, the Dodgers definitely not going to do the Dodgers do, which is sign big free agents on top of having players come up to the system or what the Braves did, which is get these young guys and then pay them early over a long period of time. The Reds might do that for one player, but to think that they're going to do that for their whole core, I don't think they'll do it just because they don't spend. They don't want to spend the money. Yeah, I I think they could have a run analogous to the Orioles, the run the Orioles end up having, because I think they're going to end up operating in closer payroll spheres, but yeah, the, those the th- the examples were weird because the Braves, to your point, the Braves and Astros are totally different organizations than what the Reds are going to be. I mean, I I think they have a multi year run, a four to five year run of being competitive in the NL Central, um, but you know that presumably expires once the Hunter Greens and the you know, Ellie De La Cruz's start to get more expensive and closer to free agency. And if they sign those guys, great, but they have to do that first before you start to assume any sort of run of dominance or anything like that. And to Joey's point, it's unlikely that happens. I still uh, am very interested slash curious to see what happens with the uh, the waiver wire players because the Reds are in a very beneficial position like they're still in the playoff hunt but they're one of the first teams that can make a claim uh of the teams that are in a playoff hunt still so i'm uh, it'll be interesting to see if they they claim anyone at all but um they could use some of if not most of the players that have been put on waivers why why wouldn't they you think they'd really be that cheap to be like we're not going to pay giolito no, for a month I, no, I think it would come down to if a team is petty enough to claim them before they get to Cincinnati. Because no one, no one below the Reds, I don't think is gonna is is a serious contender for a wild card spot or a division. Like I think the the Reds in the National League are probably uh, the floor. Well, when is that going to happen, man? I feel like it's been three weeks since they put on waivers. <laughs> Let's go. It's been a few days. In a few days. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question, Jake. What non-division leader should be most feared in October? Ooh, that's a really good question. What non-division leader should be the most feared in October? The first team that came to mind was the Phils. Um... <clears throat> it's either Phil's no, or Rangers, would it be? Right? You can't pick Seattle or Houston. You could take Texas. No, you could pick te- uh, you could pick Houston. They're tied. No. Oh, well then the answer is Houston. If I can pick Houston, the answer I'm going with is Houston. No <laughs> They're tied, but based on percentage points, the Mariners are alone in first place. 
The Mariners are 76 and 57. The Astros are 77 and 58. Yeah, then I'll take so the Astros. it's a 571 winning percentage to a 570 winning percentage. I mean, I, they're technically tied. I don't, I don't put a lot of stock the in the... I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in like been there before stuff necessarily, but we are talking about the core of a team that's largely intact, at least offensively, that has been at least to the ALCS for six straight seasons. So... I think they have to be the answer. The Astros are awesome. Uh, they just I, won I the World I feel Series. Like I'm leaning towards the Phils. <laughs> they did just win the World they Series. Just but even the just, World uh, Series. Uh, so uh, there is a let's just say an old friend. I don't know. I can't even say of ours. Jay Hay. He's definitely he's definitely an old friend from from my past. Mm-hmm. You've met him. You know him. Mm-hmm. Big Astros fan. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with this individual over the weekend because the Red Sox were playing the Astros. Um, and I was like, yeah, like you guys, you guys look like you flipped a switch and yada, yada. He's not convinced. He's like, this team looks like they're tired. I was like, they're tired of beating the Red Sox ass. I can tell you that like that. That's been happening for the last two weeks. Um, but yeah, he's not convinced that this Astros team is making it eight straight. ALCSs. So the sleepy Astros. I don't know, man. The sleepy Astros. They got they got uh they got Brantley back. Tell tell Chaps it's gonna be fine. It's not Chaps. Oh no. No. Doctor Smooth is back. Oh, Tex? Tex. You saw mm-hmm. Tex? Uh no, I still talk to him every now and then. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, we only talk about baseball. But it is a uh, it's a relationship that I still maintain. Wow. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Tex. Uh, he loves him Strohs. Uh, I'm gonna go Phils. Phils for me. Jake. Um, Phillies. Yeah, Philly seems like a good pick. Yeah. Next question. Angels or Athletics? Who makes the postseason first? <laughs> that's a mean question but it's kind of fair <laughs> uh, I I literally think it's the athletics because I mean what are you basing this off both of them are kind of in a terrible position but like the athletics have shown in the past decade or two decades that they can't be completely shit and then be good in a few years and sell everyone and kind of rebound you know this is like they've done this so many times it's kind of like they have the playbook on it yeah, they know how to they know how to uh, execute a rebuild, whereas I don't think the angel I mean, maybe maybe it's happening now, but I still don't know that they know how to do it just because they're attempting. It doesn't mean that they're going to do it successfully. Uh, I Yeah, I, without any sort of sarcasm or snark, I think. I think the Oakland A's get back to the playoffs before the Angels do. <laughs> Is that crazy to say, given where they're at right now? I don't think it's crazy, but I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think, okay. I think the season has gone on too long as far as like our experience with the A's this year, where it's not new and fresh, and we've become numb to how disgraceful and pathetic this whole situation is. And while I hear you that they have sold and then missed the playoffs and turned around and been good or like division winning the following season. Those were always, those were never deep, deep rebuilds. They were always retoolings on the fly. And 
That's what they were excellent at doing. They have never in our lifetimes executed a rebuild to the extent that they are doing right now. In fact, very few teams have attempted this sort of thing. So I'm actually going to say as, as sad as the angel situation is, I just think there is a baseline level of spending and a baseline level of like, like the angels are not going to win at a 291 percentage next season. Teams don't do that really. So I, I, I know this question is not who will be worse or better next season, but who will make the playoffs first. But I, I just think the Angels are operating at a different plane than the Athletics right now, who are, again, we make the joke, but they are loosely a Major League Baseball organization right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, just based on history and organizational philosophy, I, I don't know how anyone doesn't pick the A's. Like I feel like it's almost it's almost obvious to me. But this, but I think I I think the organizational philosophy stuff is a remnant of a, a regime or a pat like a an era that is not currently in operation. Like this, I, this is a this is just not the same thing that happened when the A's like missed the playoffs in sixteen and seventeen when they won 69 and 75 games and then we're back in the playoffs for three straight years. Like, no, they, no, they, but I, they like, won. I'm, they I'm, lost I'm 102 games the, last year too. I'm operating on like the idea that the angels won't make the playoffs for the next decade. <laughs> like the, like the A's will just find a way at, at some point during their next attempt at a rebuild. I, I wouldn't hate to look at the odds of both of these teams missing the playoffs for the next decade straight. Yeah. Yeah. It could happen, but you can't you can't bet against JJ Bleday Day, baby. <laughs> That's he's the captain of the next A's World Series title team. They got a couple nope. young guys over there. Yeah, get yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, he's nasty. Yeah, he'll, he'll, all of those guys but, will be on new teams before the A's make the playoffs. There, there's the prediction for you. And then look at some good so. prospects for him. Probably not. That's what that's yeah, we yes, want. Which, that's even better. Which will be in low A, and then by the time they cycle through, we'll yeah, we'll be talking about that decade without making the playoffs. Dude, Jacob this Geloff guy is a beast. He's gonna get us so many prospects. <laughs> Jacob Wilson, one of the top shortstops in the draft this year, went to the Oakland A's in the first round. Sheesh. That boy can play. The A's are coming, baby. Um that's Jake, next you, question. You guys are such stooges. <laughs> As we get closer to the playoffs, does anyone have any concern about the pitch clock? It's been pretty awesome this season, but we all know the pressure is ratcheted up come playoff time and every pitch matters. Mm. Concern is not the correct word. Uh, Am I alert about it? Yeah, I think think the pitch clock (laughs) will come into play at least once during a playoff game. But I'm not concerned about it. I think uh, it's going to add some some drama, not drama in the sense where it's going to heighten the drama that already exists. I think like someone is going to get called for a violation and it's going to create a dramatic moment in a big game. And that's going to be funny. Like, I'm just excited for that. <laughs> Definitely. There's no that's that's a given. Someone's going to get called. Yeah. Someone's going to get called for a violation. That's like ticky tacky there's gonna be the scherzer rule is gonna come up the Contreras rule is he looking mm. at the pitcher at eight seconds is he in the box 
Was he ready? Was the catcher in his squat by nine seconds? But at the end of the day, last week, they had like the first game where the whole league played and not one violation happened. So they're on the right track. Like by this point, the players should know how to not get violations. Right. Jay, hey. Gotta be honest, I had given it zero thought. <laughs> so I was sleeping on it. I was not alert to it. I was not thinking about it. I was not concerned. Uh, I'm, I'm now aware. It's now something I'm thinking about, but I think... It's on your radar. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that will happen in the postseason, and the talking head TV shows that don't typically play it, pay attention to baseball will jump on that opportunity to talk about baseball uh, in that light. Uh, yeah. But other than that, I don't think it's going to be really a thing. I guess we'll see. And it's also, you can just, if you're going to get a pitch talk violation, just say it's too loud. I can't hear the pitch calm. I, you know, pitch calm. You can, do, you can do that. That is a move that you can make. Um, Jake, how about a voicemail? What's up, guys? Uh, this is Brandon calling. Sadly, I'm an Angels fan. Um, I've been waiting for these voicemails for, it feels like a decade. <laughs> been an Angels fan since I was born. Went to game seven of the World Series. Literally a top five, maybe top three highlight of my entire life. Literally the next year, Ari Moreno steps in. Obviously, I'm, what, nine years old. We go on like a decade plus of just pure success. So I'm like, why would I, why would I hate this guy? You get the K-Rods, you get the Vladdies, Weaver, who's the absolute best, Tory Hunter. I love me some Mike Napoli. And then it begins. That's where it began. Trade Mike Napoli for fucking Vernon Wells and his mammoth of a contract and Juan Rivera. You think Juan Rivera's a throw-in right there? Name one Angels left fielder in the last, I don't know, decade and a half that's produced better than Juan Rivera. Oh, but I've got an I I've got an option. Let's sign Josh Hamilton to fill that void. Oh, oh, we can pair him with pools. Jesus, don't even get me started on that guy. That guy doesn't even deserve my time. Then it's CJ Wilson, who I just can't stand that guy needs to stop flapping his gums about this team and blah 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 blah. Tell him to shut up. But then Trout signs the extension and it's like, okay. Shohei arrives, okay. Right back into darkness. Rendon shines. Oh, yeah, there's Rendon. Yeah, no, he's going to be great. That guy's a fucking dismal. I totally agree with Max. Guy sucks. Don't even get me started. Dude, the team doesn't even know what we're doing with this stadium. Where the team plays. Literally, the Anaheim mayor just got indicted for fraud like two weeks ago. That guy was the spearhead of the sale of the, of the stadium. Are you kidding me? His motto was make Anaheim shine again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want Anaheim to shine again? Sell the fucking team, Farty Moreno. Did you just call him Farty Moreno? Farty Moreno. Damn, I I've never heard that one. I think, I think it's ass. good. Yeah, he's good. It's good he brought up the curse of Mike Napoli. Now, a lot of people don't talk about that. They forget about that. But yeah, this is where it all started. The curse of Mike Napoli. People don't Ever talk since. about that enough, but it is, it is a narrative that it, it has existed for quite some time. When they traded Nap, that was it. That was it. That was it. It was all downhill from there. Uh, Curse of Mike Napoli lives on, unfortunately. Uh, Jake, another question, if you if you don't mind, my good sir. If you're going to start a franchise, would you rather start your team with Ellie De La Cruz or Julio Rodriguez? Ooh. Ooh. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna divert to Jay Hay on this one. Yeah, I I have an opinion. It's please. It's Julio Rodriguez. Um, okay. Is that recency bias? Um, I I. W- Oh, see that that catches me off guard because I feel like Ellie De La Cruz as an answer would be recency bias. Um, I just think for as exciting as the highlight stuff that Ellie De La Cruz does, um, Julio Rodriguez's baseline level of production, even when he was disappointing for the first sixty percent of this season or whatever, is just higher than De La Cruz's. Like. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz has been a below average offensive player by OPS plus this season. So like I, I am super high on him. I think he's great for the game. I think he's going to be a centerpiece. I'm not bailing on that or anything, but he had he's entered the adjustment period and he needs to show that he can adjust back. And what I like about uh, Julio is that he has done that already. And he's still himself only 22 years old. There is not a massive age difference here. And Julio is a potential MVP candidate based on what we've seen through the first two seasons. And we just can't say that about De La Cruz yet. So, so the answer really is it's inconclusive. Like you, you know that you would feel very comfortable starting a franchise with Julio Rodriguez, but you don't yet know if that's something that you can safely say about Ellie De La Cruz yet. Sure, but the, but but if that's the question if that's the conclusion that it's inconclusive because we don't know about De La Cruz yet and we are answering the Twitter question, the answer then has to be Julio Rodriguez because he's 22 years old and we do know that he is yeah. a franchise caliber player. It's possible yeah. that the answer is wrong in 3 seasons, but mm-hmm. I don't think you can to say Ellie De La Cruz is the answer is to go completely out on just like the limb right now and say, Correct. like, this is just the guy I'm sticking my flag in and he is my guy because it'd be one thing if Julio was 25 and had established himself as a great player and De La Cruz was 21 and was still forming like he is now. But but Julio's 22. And I just feel like if De La Cruz is doing what Julio is doing at this point next season, that's like best case scenario for L.A. De La Cruz. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Joe? I think you make a compelling argument, Jehe. <laughs> I think Julio's proved himself a little more than Ellie De La Cruz. But it's yeah. so tempting, man. The guy has six leaves, six chains, six celebrations. He's six fucking seven. I mean, his 162 game average right now is 24 homers and 51 stolen bases. Out of, Dude, a guy, ha- out of a guy who's 6'5 or 6'6 six, six or whatever he is. Like, that's that's as fun um, as it gets. Um, have you seen his... Uh, he throws 100 miles per hour from the infield. How can you not pick him? <laughs> that's the point. If you're going just off the clips you see on the internet, as exciting as Julio is, I wouldn't... I think people might... Ellie just needs to be more than highlights at this point. And, and Julio is that right now. Yeah, but and no one would be surprised if Ellie De La Cruz has a better career than Julio Rodriguez. It's just he's played half a season. Yeah, I don't think anybody would be surprised. But if we're if we're reducing this to a likelihood scenario, then the the odds are right now that Julio Rodriguez, I think, will have the better career. He's just mm. the we're talking about a guy who has a let like a for whatever number you want to use, but like wins above replacement. He's already at 11. Ellie De La Cruz is at one. 
Like that, it, don't underestimate what Julio has done because I, I get it that one guy plays in the infield. Julio Rodriguez is a really good defensive player overall too, um, and plays a premium defensive position. So I don't know. I do know it's Julio. Blue, Blue Moon is a is a premium beer. Did you know that? I never forgot it. Yeah. The playoffs are just around the corner, so it's time to help your team by sticking to your lucky rituals like the ritual of enjoying an ice-cold Blue Moon while the game is on. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Make it your one-of-a-kind baseball tradition, whether you're at the park or watching from home this weekend coming up. You guys are probably going to be sitting on your couch watching some baseball. Be sure to pick up uh, some Blue Moon to be your companion on the couch this weekend, or maybe you're going to a game, you're going to a ballpark, Go make sure that they have some Blue Moon and then go get a nice cold glass of Blue Moon with this refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale is a one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? It's bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one of a kind beer experience perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a Blue Moon, but you can enjoy Enjoy it all season long. Brighten up your baseball traditions with Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale. It's a one of a kind every time. Check out uh, shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden Colorado Ale. Uh, Jake, how about a voicemail? I'm pretty numb to everything at this point. It's the same shit every year. I don't know why I expect things to change. I hate younger me for choosing to be an Angel fan because I live in Washington and I could have been a Mariners fan instead. But no, younger me had to have Abel Pools as his favorite player in the world. Meaning when he signed, I had to follow him wherever he went. I had no idea the shit show I was getting myself into. I could have been celebrating with my friends right now about the Mariners' success, but no. Every year, it turns into me hate watching the sport, making sure they miss out on the playoffs too. I swear to God, there needs to be a trial for the war crimes that Artie Moreno has committed against Angels fans. The Angels are ma- actively making me lose interest in the sport that I love the most. Hopefully, Otani leaving will be the shot in the ass for him that he finally needs to sell the team. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's going to be an interesting offseason for Angels fans. We'll see what happens there. Uh, next question, Jake. Why the fuck did Angels fans get the voicemails open, but Padres fans don't? And then he goes on to say, love you guys. I listen to each of your shows twice and watch once on YouTube. <laughs> uh, we appreciate that. Well, to be fair, the answer to that question is as, as bad as the Padres have been this year, is it fair to say that they they didn't have a dumpster fire moment? Yeah. Like I, there was no moment. Like their their entire season has been disappointing. There's no doubt about it. Like it's been disappointing. They fell flat on their faces, but there was no singular moment where it's like, aha, like the Padres are the laughing stock of baseball right now. Like that just never really happened. That's because that's kind of what leads to the voicemails, is there's like a one singular moment where it's rock bottom. 
And I don't think the Padres had that defining rock bottom moment. Also, their future. If anything, it was last weekend, but they got completely overshadowed by uh, even worse rock bottom, which is the Angels, which has a new rock bottom every week. So mm-hmm. it's like I get what you're saying, but if you're comparing yourself to the Angels, good, you know, not even close, buddy. Also, yeah, like the line, part part of the problem with the Angels is how dreary their outlook is. Like the Padres still have hope moving forward in in future seasons. Like it's not like Juan Soto is walking at the end of this season. It's not like they don't have Fernando Tatis signed up long term, um, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just, it's they are completely incomparable situations to me from a from a fan misery this season perspective and also from a open up the voicemail perspective the angels are i think in their own way the biggest disgrace outside of oakland in baseball this year yeah the padres are more in line with like the mets and the cardinals and like whatever the yankees they're just they're just a disappointing team that had talent and didn't perform at that level that happens every season did we do the Mets did we do the Mets voicemails this year no no I don't think we but did. that's what that's what I'm saying like we the, the Padres just... fit with that group and I don't think we should open up the voicemails for any of those yeah. people and I believe I said as much about the Cardinals at the time so I'm, I'm being consistent with this at least yeah I, I think to open up the voicemails for Padres fans like with, with Cardinals fans, I feel like, you know, you're getting people that watch the Cardinals for quite some time. And if you open up the voicemails to Padres fans, I feel like you're getting a lot of people that hopped on in the last two, three years that are like, Ooh. I'm mad that I haven't seen like all this hype amount to anything since I started paying attention two, three years ago. Like there's a lot of that. Um, not to say that there aren't diehard lifelong Padres fans out there. There are. But you kind of call them um, a fake fan base. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like, like you saw the, all the images of their fan fest went from like five thousand people to two hundred fifty thousand people. Like, it's not it's not a slight to say that a vast majority of the fans that consume their product right now are fans that hopped on since twenty twenty, more or less. So. Yeah. Uh, Jake, next question. Do the Cubs have a realistic shot at winning the World Series? Um, <laughs> the answer is not no, right? The answer is like, no. No, I mean, no. If they if they won you the World it. Series. <laughs> no. If they win the World Series, no one's going to be like, well, that team was ass all year. How the fuck? They'd be like, oh, OK, like that's a that's a it's a pleasant surprise, but I can see it like they I mean, I don't know what the I haven't seen an update on Marcus Stroman pretty much since he went on the injured list, but a it's going to be a surprise. Dude, that yeah. would shock the world. That wouldn't shock the world. They've already oh. won in 2016. They're just another team now. When, they had, the Red when, when they had like all star players. Obviously, they probably have a couple all stars on this team, but. Yeah, they don't have a bad team. They don't have like a shit team that everyone's like, how are they doing this? Kind like, of. You can see how they're doing it. No one picked the Cubs to make the playoffs before this. Before no, the, when the but, season started. No, but that stuff like that changes when you start the season. I mean, no one thought that Cody Bellinger would be playing at back to his MVP caliber self. Exactly. No one factored that in at the start of the year. He's doing it. Um, 
They've had some breakout stars. But yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be tough with Marcus Stroman being on the shelf. And I don't know what the update was there. I don't know. I haven't uh, so I haven't seen an update on Marcus Stroman since he actually went on the injured list. Like they don't have really. I mean, nothing about them really stands out as in like, oh, watch out for the Cubs. If the Cubs made the Cubs are in the playoffs right now, not one person's picking them to win the World Series. No, Chicago Cubs getting so say that wouldn't be a crazy surprise. Chicago Cubs are taking it slow with injured starting pitcher Marcus Stroman, who is dealing with an unusual injury. Injured Chicago Cubs starting pitcher Marcus Stroman had an exam on his right rib cartilage and got some encouraging news per the Chicago Tribune. The report indicated that his right rib cartilage fracture is healing. While there is no timetable for Stroman's return, he is doing light activity, but nothing baseball related. Okay, so that's pretty uh, open ended. <laughs> like, I don't. It's like, all right, it's encouraging that it's healing. But if you if it's not to the point where you have some sort of a timetable on when he can return, then I'm not I'm, I wouldn't say I'm encouraged by that. <laughs> so you're saying like in a two months from now, when the Cubs. On the back of Mike Talkman and Jan Gomes, they hold up the trophy together. Jan Gomes. They, they won the World Series and Tyone throws a freaking no hitter. In game yeah, seven, you're going to yeah, be like, saw that one you. coming. That was just a good you. team that lived up to all their potential. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that if they if they got hot, like last year, you're when your Philadelphia Phillies were in the World Series. <laughs> no Bryce one Harper, fucking- Reese Hoskins, Kyle Schwarber, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. Am I missing yeah. someone? Cassianos? Like, compare the lineups and the guys they have on the teams. It's right, night fair. and day. No. And I'm not even hating on the Cubs. I'm just saying you don't have a chance to win the World Series. Um, I'm, okay. All right, fine. Everyone, Fuck the Cubs then. That, everyone knows they're my central team. Loud and clear, you hate the Cubs. They're my central team. I've been a Cubbies guy. I tried to tell them to trade Strowman. It would have worked out. Could have. Same thing with Shohei. Damaged goods. Jake. Hey, guys. Love the show. Who is one guy not in the Hall of Fame you would love to see get in? Andrew Jones. Um, one guy who's not in the Hall of Fame that I'd love to see get in? Um, Dallas. No, keep him away from the integrity of the Hall of Fame. Um, Louis Tiant. Louis Tiant is one guy. Um, uh, Dwight Evans. Yeah. Johan Santana. We just talked about that one. I think he should be considered heavily. Zach Granke. Zach Granke. Would be the all-time Hall of Fame speech. He probably wouldn't show up, but I would, I want to see that more than I want to see anything. Mm. Okay, Jay. The uh, the question was a uh, guy that's not in the Hall of Fame that you'd like to see in the Hall of Fame. I, I threw out Johan Santana, Louis Tiant, Dwight Evans. Up, oh, Mike's not working. Hello. Yes. Uh, 
glad I don't have to do the Santana thing again. Thank you for taking <laughs> care of that. Um, my answer is Kenny Lofton. Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, another guy whose lack of Hall of Fame consideration I find to be basically tragic. Uh, 2013, he was on the ballot, got 3.2% of the vote, and fell off. Um, I'm not going to do the whole Harold Baines thing, but Kenny Lofton is at 68 wins above replacement. 68. That is 30 more than Baines. Um, and it's just the the gap between Kenny Lofton and Tim Raines as a player is almost nothing. Um, and Tim Raines kind of had that grassroots, uh, you know, kind of late push movement to make it into the Hall of Fame, um, which he wholeheartedly deserved. Um, but he debuted at twenty four point three percent, so he he started with a lot more consideration than Lofton, but. I just don't think people, because it was the steroid era, quote unquote, and power numbers were what they were. I just don't think that um, people appreciated what Kenny Lofton was doing during his prime. And I just want to quickly remind people that for an eight season span, an eight season span, he averaged 54 stolen bases a year with a 312 batting average, a 387 on base percentage and an 819 OPS. This was a guy who did everything you could want on a baseball field, um, led the league in triples, led the league in stolen bases. Uh, uh, what was it? Six, seven straight all-star games, won gold gloves, got MVP votes. Uh, I think Kenny Lofton is a clear-cut Hall of Famer. Um, and honestly, maybe, you know, other than, other than Tommy, I think he deserves to, like, Tommy, Manny, and Kenny Lofton were the best players on those Cleveland teams. Uh, in terms of peak and duration. And he just doesn't get the credit that those other guys do. Manny would obviously be in the Hall of Fame if not for the PED stuff. Um, and Tomei was in. Great player, Kenny Lofton. Yeah, fun fact. Second fastest player in backyard baseball history. 99 speed. <laughs> Only one to beat him, Pete Wheeler. Was Pete Wheeler fast. was cheating though. That's a different guy. You're talking about the guy in the wheelchair? Kenny Kawaguchi? Well... He was cheating because that's probably way makes him way faster with the wheelchair, and he's still slower than Kenny Lofton. I don't know. I didn't hear the Pete Wheeler cheating accusations. I'm all ears though. Like, I mean, I he, I don't know. He was on uh, in 2001. He was on the same team as Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. What? Yeah, dude. It is suspicious. Mm, it is. It's a little sus. It's just a little sus. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Jake, next question. With baseball gaining popularity and viewership this year, is there any chance MLB executives try to solve the blackout issues that so many markets seem to have? God forbid if you are a baseball fan in Iowa. That that does suck. Like being in Iowa, you're blacked out from like what six different baseball teams or something like that. I don't think they're ever going to do anything about it. I mean, people have been bitching about that for the last two <laughs> decades. I the the only thing I'll say to that, and I'm I'm not. I don't think any of us are in the weeds enough to know for sure, but but I think we need to wait to see how the RSN situation plays out nationally, um, because with MLB taking over the streaming of some of those um, and going direct to consumer, I just think that the I think the map and the way they distribute baseball games could look very different in five years. And while I don't have any personal information that blackouts are are going away, I do think that. 
we should not assume that things will be the same in in a couple of years. So just give it a second. The problem is, and uh, the question was, will executives do something about it? Like they want to end blackouts. I'm sure they would love to have everybody watching every game. But with the regional sports night, it's basically like the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Cubs. I think they signed these deals for like 20, 30 fucking years. So it's like in order to end the blackouts, you're going to have to like restructure those and they're making so much money off it. Like that's like what's holding it back. But but to, that's 100 percent correct. But that's kind of what I'm saying is that some of those RSN and not the ones that you cited, those are obviously very strong right now. But there are some of those RSNs that have like that Diamond Sports Group just decided they weren't going to do that anymore and they weren't going to pay for it. And MLB is had to take over basically the streaming or broadcast of those games. So like if yes, some of those contracts were 10, 20 years down the line, but if the one side is breaking that contract, MLB may have no choice. They can take them to court and sue them for the money. That's fine. That's a separate question. But like blackout specifically, if MLB is no longer beholden to the RSN situation, then maybe that starts to change. Yeah. Anyway. So the so if you want to end blackouts, do everything you can to sabotage the Yes Network, <laughs> sabotage S S Y N, sabotage S-Y. whatever S Y yeah S Y S Y N S Y N dude. That's what I call them. Mm-hmm. Sick yellow. I don't know none of that. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to roast them, dude. They suck. We're mm-hmm. gonna have to sabotage them. Can't do it. Write them letters. Blackout's got to be the most complained about thing universally by baseball fans. And I don't think that there's ever been some sort of initiative to end them outside of people saying we have to end them. That's about it. Uh, I I haven't seen any movement in the. I guess idea to, to end blackouts like no one's no one's doing anything about this, which is unfortunate, but. Rolls on we roll on. Uh, how about another voicemail, Jake? Hello, I'm Andrew. I'm from Torrance, California, but I reside in Houston, Texas. God, we're so bad. The Angels, poverty franchise, we need to sell the team. Artie needs to get the hell out of there. Angels fans need to support that decision by not showing up to games. I'm sick and tired of it. Rendon, I supported him for a long, long time. He hasn't shown me anything to continue that support. I might burn my uh, Rendon jersey, and I'll tag Max Air Jordan 1 in the Twitter comments so he can uh, see that video. But, dude, it sucks. It does suck. It does suck. (laughs) Jake, next question. Thoughts on Davis Schneider's electric start to his career? Who? <laughs> uh, dude on the Blue Jays. I didn't. I didn't hear the name. Dave Davis Schneider. Schneider. Davis uh, Schneider. I mean, it's been electric. <laughs> I didn't hit a home. He had first home run was like a walk off. That is this what we're referring to? And no, no, no. no. Have- I don't think it was a walk off. He, I think he he went off in that series against the Red Sox. Like I, I think was that his first big league home run. Yeah. Let me see. I'm pretty sure he had his first something against the Red Sox. Came up and I mean, just went off. 
Yeah, fine. Listen, the the answer here is that this is a wonderful moment in time for Davis Schneider. Yeah, he uh, homered in his first big league game, and it was against the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful moment for Davis Schneider and his family um, and the entire, you know, Voorhees, New Jersey community. Um, but, you know, we're also talking about a guy with a career 835 minor league OPS and 1600 plate appearances. So I think we should just enjoy it for what it is, which is Some a great start to his career. And they rake, dude, because the minor leagues are boring and they don't like that shit. This guy's like obviously a next level type. You know, game time, lights are on, lights are bright. He's got 1.5 war in 14 games. Are you kidding me? That's 14 games. Yeah. Came up, went two for five with his first big league home run against the Red Sox. Followed that up the next day by going three for three. Uh, And then the next game, followed that up by going four for five. (laughs) Started off his big league career. Uh, through three games was hitting 692 that had, in the 14 games that has since fallen to 426 with a 1420 OPS. Yeah. His nickname. Babe. Oh, it is time to move on uh, from Babe Ruth in history. It's time to, to take down those statues and move on to Davis Schneider. <sighs> Jake, next question. He's also, got, he's also the guy who like stole someone's glove and has been using a stolen glove all year. I'm pretty sure that's him. You hear that story? He stole yeah. a glove from a lost and found. Now it's this gamer. Good for him. Maybe, we don't know Maybe it's like keep... one of those movies where like the glove gives him power. Yeah. And, uh, like and he can't give it back. Because like Mike. Then, yeah, if he gives the glove back, then the, then, you know, the magic is done. And right. people find out that he's just David Schneider after all. Right. He's just Davis Schneider. Uh, Jake, next question. Is Yelich getting traded this offseason? And if so, who's the best fit? I believe he has a no trade clause. Um, and he did sign a deal that was pretty team friendly. And obviously it's for a lot of money, but he could have gotten more at the time based on what he was doing. Let's see. Christian Yelich, nine years, 215. Full no trade clause. Uh, Between 22 and 28, he's getting 26 million. um, And he agreed to deferrals of 4 million between 22 and 28. So, yeah, it's pretty digestible. I mean, obviously not for the Brewers. Like the Brewers are in a different financial situation than most teams. And they're also being forced to uh, make drastic renovations to their ballpark or else they're in jeopardy of being moved (laughs) elsewhere. Um, or build a, a brand new ballpark entirely. So maybe that factors into the decision. Um, they, they could also say, hey, uh, he hasn't been the same guy since that knee injury in 2019, and we've gotten somewhat of a bounce back season this year. Do we sell high on the idea that you know some team might might want him based on this one this one bounce back year? I don't know. Um, but as far as like who would need a lefty outfielder, I mean see him with like is the Cardinals come to mind maybe um Blue Jays change my mind change your mind they need lefties yeah there's there's I mean they got Schneider they got Schneider in the outfield that's good but like come on you know imagine Davis Schneider 
Kiermaier, and Yelich, the big three-headed monster. Um, yeah, Jay. Hey, where do you see where do you see Yelly going if he gets traded? <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't. I don't hate those fits uh, as answers. What about what about a reunion with Miami? Uh, that that came to mind as well, but I like money wise, I don't know. If no, they're not. Super it's not realistic. No, I don't see. But he would help them. He would help. I don't see him getting traded. That's my that's my two cents. Yeah, could be. He'd still have to waive it. I don't know if it's a full or a limited. It is. No, a it's full. It's full. Full no trade protection. Yeah. So he would have to waive it. Um. You got time for one more, Jay? Yes, sir. Yeah, one more. Why can't the White Sox look look outside the organization for a GM? Fuck, this is terrible and keeps getting worse. You have what, an owner that what? likes to hire his buddies. Like that's not a that's not a surprise. That's that's been the thing all along. Yeah, I don't. Why can't they? Can why can't they? They can. They choose not to. And I think at this point, you're best off not. File. There's no reason to spend time stressing about that because this is just how the Reinsdorf family runs their franchises. And until Jerry Reinsdorf, it's not even like, not to be morbid, but it's not even like a Jerry Reinsdorf dies sort of situation. I mean, his son runs the team. Michael Reinsdorf, like Michael Reinsdorf is the second most important person in the organization. So unless you think he's going to operate very differently than his dad in terms of bringing in outside voices, then... I think this is just how it works. Let's not end on that one. Let's go. Let's do another. Yeah. One. Uh, when is Frank the Tank coming on the pod? We can't end on this one either. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Frank the Tank is—he's uh, a commodity right now. Like he's—he's he's in demand. I don't even know if he has time for us um, little people. Now I'll get him on though. I know Mets. Anytime I mention like getting Frank the Tank on, like Mets fans, like he's he's not a represent, representation of Mets fans. Like we don't want him to represent a Mets fan. No, he's, he's a entertaining. Part of At the very least, you have to admit yeah. he's entertaining. Uh, but he's yeah, the, we can't um, end on that one. He's the literal embodiment of Mets fans. Like <laughs> they can act like this is not what Mets fans are like. He's a little over the top, but like this this is Mets fans. Yeah. If he doesn't eat, if he doesn't no, eat his own fucking glasses, I don't want him on. <laughs> Yeah, he has he has to do everything, the whole shebang. Yeah, um, Jake, one more. What do you realistically think the Angels do this off season? There you go. What do you think, Jake? Well, I I'll think. Tell you. Yeah, go sorry, ahead, Joey. I'll go first. I was sorry, I didn't have to skip you, but they're going to offer uh, Shohei a contract, uh, and then you're going to tell everybody we just offered Shohei a big contract, and he said no. Everyone's going to like, whoa, they offered him. That contract? You think and they're going to do tried. what the Nats did with Bryce Harper? Yes. I mean, they're going to actually try to get him. I, I, I guess the, the Nats weren't really like pursuing Bryce Harper that hard, but uh, they're going to try to get Didn't him. Did they offer him like 300-something million? Who, the Nats? Yeah. Well, wasn't it a thing they offered him like last minute, like where it was like he kind of didn't have a chance to accept it? No, I think they didn't. They make him like a three hundred. I mean, it wasn't anything that he was going to take, but um, yeah, I think they offered him like unless I'm thinking of Soto, where they offered him like a, I don't know. It could have been both, honestly. 
what I, the Nats like making like a significant offer to Soto and Harper, but it wasn't enough to actually keep them. Yeah, they did. It, it was to like Soto too. It was like three hundred million dollars with two hundred ninety nine million dollars deferred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, um, it's a three hundred million dollar contract offer paid out over twenty fifty to twenty sixty five. Honestly, I think the answer for the Angels is uh, something resembling the status quo. I agree that they're going to offer a contract to Otani. It's not going to be good enough. Um, (laughs) Moreno got his ass. Farty Moreno. Farty Moreno said, shut the fuck up, bitch. (laughs) Talking, Talking shit. Oh, man. Get your Angels tickets. Um, all right, guys, we're in the heat of summer and you need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knockaround sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released the first set of teams for their official MLB collection, including Red Sox and Yankees, as well as U.S. official women's soccer team sunglasses. So you can add a little something extra to your game day outfit for this summer's big games. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand on those overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great looking polarized shades starting at just 28 bucks. Use the promo code rocket and that'll get you free shipping on your order. Jay Hay said his computer shut off and to move on without him. <laughs> uh, so we say rest in peace to Jay Hay. Uh, I also have to get going soon. I just got like I love how like the voicemail, the voicemail like they like uh, transcribe them now, and like the fucking ear doctor just called and left a voicemail, and they're saying, uh, "Calling you this morning, blah blah blah, regarding your appointment this morning. We'd like to review and possibly uh, before you come in, before the the appointment, I have to be there at ten fifteen. It's nine forty five that they just called me. Hey, before you come in, uh, we need you need to call us and review for the payment." Guess what, lady? I, I, my insurance is a disaster right now. I, I'm gonna have to pay out of pocket. I'm gonna have to pay. I'm paying for insurance that refuses to cover me, so I'm gonna pay them a thousand dollars a month and then pay for this appointment out of pocket just to, so that I can fucking hear again. Don't pay. What a world, Joe. Don't pay. That's what I'm so, gonna do. I'm just gonna. I'm just not gonna pay. Uh, how about another voicemail, Jake? Dude, honestly, this team is a joke. It's been a joke for a long time, and we're looking at 10 more years of it being a joke. I was, I was telling my buddy, I was like, man, like, I, I just, I want to pick a different team. I want to be a fan of a different team. I'm just too loyal to this team. I just wish they were loyal back to us. And fuck you, Artie. Go somewhere like, else. Leave us alone. More like Farty. Farty Moreno. I had higher hopes for these Angels voicemails, I'll be honest. I feel like the I feel like they're just so beaten down that uh we haven't had that like epic rant, that visceral reaction to what's going on. Like they're just they're sad and they're beaten down. Um which is it's yeah. I just had higher hopes, unfortunately. Uh how about another question? There's been a lot of talk about the Rays' chances plummeting, rightfully so, after recent events in a horrible July. But after wrapping up a 17-8 April with the pitching staff and lineup rolling and only one and a half back of the O's, what do we feel their chances of catching them are? I was just looking at this earlier, and I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm honestly kind of back on the Rays. You are? I'm kind of back on the Rays, just because 
the 17 and 8 August was sick. But if you look at the rosters of the Orioles and the Rays, I just don't see the Rays being that much worse than the Orioles. And like, I get it that, you know, like how, like they're basically even in my eyes and they're only one and a half games back. People I, just I kind of the, wrote them off. The, the, the Felix Batista injury changes a lot. I think um, in terms of tipping the scales, like that is a far, I mean, people are, it's not like people don't recognize that it's a big injury, but it is a big injury because that was one of the, uh, I guess, aspects of the Baltimore Orioles that separated them from other teams is that if they had a lead late, like the game was over. Um, now that's not the case. And their lineup is fantastic. Their rotation is pedestrian to below average. And they did have an elite back end of the bullpen. And now they, they don't. So uh, Tampa though, with their rotation, everyone's down. But they just what they have the Tampa Bay Demon Magic where they just have guys guys go down, guys step up, and and that's it. They figure it out, and the show goes on in Tampa. That's just how it's always been over there. Um, that would be an interesting series to see them go head to head. Depending on who had home field advantage, I don't know. I don't know what what the DraftKings sportsbook would say about a Baltimore Orioles versus Tampa Bay Rays best of five, best of seven. Well, all the projections, there. all the fan graph projections always have the Rays having a way better odds to win the World Series than them. Yeah. Because the pitching. Because the pitching. Mm-hmm. And you don't look at the Rays pitching and think, oh, well, they're, they're so much better, but they've, cu- they've proven it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Savali's a beast. Glasnow's yeah. actually pitching amazing this year. Yeah, of course he is. He's nasty. Uh, He's a beast. Um, all right. I got time for like one more. What do we got? If he makes five or six more starts and gets around 160, 170 innings with nobody really running away with it in the NL, do you think there's a shot Kershaw can win the Cy Young? Ooh. Um, hmm. I mean, that's that's without looking, I guess. Let's see. I hate. I don't know if we talked about this before, Joe, but the uh, the stat average game score it just disappeared. But it was very, very useful to me. Um, I mean, Spencer Strider is still probably going to win. I'm going <laughs> to just stick to my pick. God bless you. I th- I'm still going to stick to my uh, my pick. Spencer Strider is still going to be the National League Cy Young Award winner. That might be the first time that I've ever picked like an MVP or a Cy Young Award winner before the season and they actually went on to win <laughs> in the history of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, Kershaw is just going to be tough to get innings. I feel like he hasn't, he's been out for like at least a month and a half. I mean, he's been in and out kind of like he's gone on the IL a couple times. Um. Yeah, now thinking about it, I I genuinely think that might be the first time that maybe anyone <laughs> on the <laughs> podcast has picked an MVP or a Cy Young and they went on to win. Like we usually miss wildly with the preseason picks. 
Is that crazy I can't remember that... anyone nailing one of those. It's hard. It's... Yeah. It is. Well, that's because that... we used to have a rule that we like, I think we had a rule for a while that you couldn't pick DeGrom for Cy Young and you couldn't pick Trout for MVP. So it it used to be much easier to pick, but it was kind of like you couldn't pick the obvious guy. So I don't think anyone was allowed to pick Shohei this year for in the AL. But no, we didn't do that this year. Did someone pick Shohei? We all picked Shohei. I picked Shohei. I picked Shohei yeah. and Acuna. That's so boring. Just, boring. Boring as fuck. One, you're the one who makes the rules. Said I could, so I did it. <sighs> all right. I'm going to go get why my you never ear drained. Anyone. Yeah, no. I'm going to go get my ear drained. Hopefully, pray to God that it works and I can hear again and I can exist in the world without having uh, my ear be all stuffed up for the last year and a half. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zinn Nicotine Pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve lasting chains, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Zinn, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Joe, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Hope this ear-sucking goes smooth. Thank you. Jake's takes? Just excited to not watch the Red Sox today. Yeah, fuck. I can't. I, this is the most needed off day, I think, of the year. I'm so thankful that the Red Sox are not playing baseball today. Um, all right. Enjoy your weekend of baseball. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Monday. We'll see you then. We out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.